Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero. Thanks for listening to The Tour Coach. These are the players, coaches, experts, stories, and insights from my work on the PGA Tour at my retreats or my downtown teaching center in Mobile, Alabama. My goal is to shed light and share insights from the people who I've gotten to know and meet working on the PGA Tour and teaching through my career. And I hope this helps all of us play, coach, and teach better golf. If you like what you hear, please give us a good review and take a look at our new Dew Sweepers YouTube channel or the Dew Sweeper on Instagram, where I've taken some time to share videos of help from my teachings, travels, and journeys. All right, so here we are. Where are we, Wayne? I mean, I know where we are. We're in Trump Doral, but uh, we're at the Champions Grill downstairs here. First Dew Sweeper retreat down here at the Rick Smith Performance Center. Couple guests, Ryan Smith in town from North Carolina, observing and watching and hanging out. Second time you've done it. Cody McBride, one of our illustrious students this week from No Laying Up. He's going to teach me how to do a podcast and social media at the end of this retreat. But uh, And Wayne O'Dreno, Wayne Flint, hanging out with me. We had Colby Tuye in with us today. He had to drive back home, but uh, thought we'd knock out a tour coach podcast. And uh, I mean, these are like my, I told you guys, these are my favorite things to do. More fun than teaching tour players. I think we got some young guys that could become tour players out of it, which is to me the fun part. But I uh, thought it'd be good to talk a little bit. And I want to start with you, Cody. Talk a little bit about one, what the hell made you decide to come to, <laughs> to hang out with us? I mean, you guys get to do some of the coolest stuff in golf if you follow you guys on social media and all the stuff you guys do. How the hell did you end up with us here? Yeah, well, thank you for that amazing introduction, by the way. And <laughs> I mean, you're a good player, thank really you. good player. Thank you. Uh, you guys do some of the coolest stuff in golf, and that's why you guys at No Late Enough have so much success. And it's breaking barrier boundaries. Golf's not as stuffy. Right. Bringing it to the masses. I was just curious how the hell you found a fat Italian guy that <laughs> likes to listen to a wingman while he's teaching and drinks wine. Yeah, so I, I started following you uh, quite a while ago on, on Instagram. And I think what I, uh, you know, I've told you this is immediately what drew me into it is that it was just you and there was no, you know, you're not trying to push anything. You're just out there with your guys, and it didn't matter if it was a tour player, if there's a junior player. You're just out there on the range having a good time. And I think the first thing that I saw is one of your winter retreats they had with all the, the tour players down there, and, and it just looked like a ton of fun. And that's when I started following and then listened to the podcast and listened to almost every podcast that you put out. And, you know, I've, I've learned a lot from it. You've had some awesome guests. Good, 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 good. Guess. Yeah. And, and honestly, it's kind of an honor now to sit here at one of these dinner podcasts because I always think, what the hell are they actually doing <laughs> recording a well, podcast while they're sit, <laughs> sitting around eating and drinking? But now I see how the uh, sausage is actually being made. So I, I appreciate the invite to have on and, and phenomenal couple days that we have down here. Why I chose, you know, you now because I want to get better. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that, you know, I've, I've had in the back of my mind for a long time, and you go out there and you try to do enough things by yourself, but, you know, you can only take it so far, and ultimately you're just going to get yourself in trouble. So I wanted to do some form of hard break and, and just come up with a game plan, and that's breaking everything down from, from full swing to short game and then 
having Kobe down here is awesome, awesome to, yeah, to just, you know, work, work on some things in your body that you never really thought about and come up with a plan on how to move forward. And ultimately, just like everybody else, I want to be a better player. And I wouldn't be down here if, if that wasn't the case. It was great. I mean, we have a lot of fun, but I think we get a lot of work done. Yep. You heard my spiel this morning, both of y'all. Like I, and, and Wayne's heard it for a zillion years. But with Colby, like I, I don't think golf's that complicated. Like I think, you know, if we can get your face square, we can get that club to swing relatively on the right path or plane, I mean, whatever, however you want to call it. And then we can – help teach your body to move functionally to deliver the club in the best way that you can like i think we can make you a better player and you know colby's stuff for me has been fascinating and every time i'm with him with a player he pulls out some damn exercise i hadn't seen before i'm like where do you get that one you know i'm like if i was him i'd have like 30 that i just did every week yeah all today but every time it's a it's a different one and uh i told you this like the first time he's the first trainer that, uh, going back to the Smiley Kaufman days, way back in the day, and uh, you know, a player came to me and said, "My trainer wants to know exactly what you're trying to get me to do in my golf swing, so he can work specifically on that." Never had had a player, still other than Colby, never had a trainer say yeah. that. And then he was the first trainer that ever came and came to a lesson and did what he did with y'all today, but on the team with a tour player. And I was like, this is way different. And so I started bringing him to all my friends, like Wayne, with all these people. I was like, man, this is different. Because I thought it was different than sending them to a gym, like him being there doing it while you're working, I thought I thought was interesting. Yeah. Well, the, the process that you guys have is phenomenal. And I think, you know, from getting a, a swing assessment and seeing where we're at to you, you know, explaining to me where, what is going on majority wrong in my swing mm-hmm. and being able to break it down from you guys and, and just the swing side of it but having Kobe there and not only like putting bands on you and physically moving you Move. to get you into those positions but then being like okay so finish this swing out all right and then takes you to the side and Kobe's going to give you three different exercises to fix and to make whatever thing that we're targeting stronger or looser or whatever it is you know he he has the immediate feedback to where you know we were we've been out hitting balls from nine in the morning till 5 30 5 30 before before we went and and had some dinner you know like i said i went back and showered and it's the first day in a long time that i was like man i'm i'm kind of sore like i don't know you moved some stuff you hadn't moved well that's true there's a lot of hip opening and closing today that hasn't opened and closed in a long time so I'm going to have to see my chiropractor when I go home, but all good stuff. And I think, you know, how you guys work and pair it together, I don't know why more people don't do it. I'm going to ask you, Ryan, why did you come? You've come to see me at Frederica before. We couldn't scare you off, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, and I appreciate you having me down here to Doral, Tony. It's, um, you know, the, the first time I came to see you at Fred, I just wanted to see – what I was seeing, I wanted to see if what was going on on Instagram was was really what was going on, and it was, and it was better than you could have imagined it looking like on social media, and it just it made sense from the get go. Having at the time you had Morgan Hale there, mm-hmm. and she was doing she a great, great job, job man. She does a great job, uh, and Jackson, and you know, I mean, you get the the environment, the culture, the music playing. It was just it changed my perspective on what coaching and teaching could look like if you have the right environment. 
which was really cool. And so I came back because um, I've tried to, you know, I mean, I'm similar to our guy here, Cody, you know, listened to basically every podcast and continued to follow you. And, and I appreciate you taking an interest in my teaching and helping me out with getting a little bit better. And that's what I'm trying to do is get a little bit better. And, you know, to have somebody like you reach out, you know, an olive branch, a helping hand and help push my career along a little faster has been super important to me. But to watch like this morning, man, Colby K. Wayne, shout out K. Wayne, wish he was here with us. We'd be drinking and eating healthier. It yeah, wouldn't be as much right. fun. But <laughs> probably right? true, right? right? Those burgers that we slammed for dinner probably wouldn't have. <laughs> I told him I ate like a lettuce wrap. I hope he's not losing <laughs> it. <laughs> but. but it was it was really cool to hear you guys not shy away from what you wanted the student to do and not coach around it, but to have him there to help the student and Cody. Like I thought it was really cool. Uh, we started off. We started with off yeah. with Cody, right? And I thought that was. I appreciate the VIP treatment. Right. Yeah, you, we did. We did give you a little VIP treatment of that. I didn't make you wait around. But uh, public service yep. announcement too. This goes out to we have a lot of teachers that listen to this. I think it's bull teachers that try to charge other teachers to come observe them. None of us have anything that's so important. We should be charging other people. Yeah. If we really love the game, and those people out there know who they are, if yeah. you really love the game and you're trying to grow it and give back, you shouldn't be charging somebody that wants to come hang out that's just trying to help themselves and get better at their career. Because at some point, somewhere in time, all of us needed some help and probably weren't able to pay for it. Yeah. End of my public service announcement. So, Wayne, you brought a couple of your young players down. That Pierce is a good young kid. You know, that kid hit some good shots He's out gonna there. He's going to be a good player, yeah. Uh, right? Harrison Houston coming back from injury, right? which I thought was an interesting aspect to have Colby and us look at. Why did you bring them down? And why? I mean, we've obviously taught together for years, and you've been an unbelievable influence on my teaching career. Well, I picked, I picked those two young men specifically because I've – I've seen, you know, I've had another another young guy, Ward Harris, who's a he's a fine 2023 guy, and and uh, brought him to to uh, Jupiter in one of our camps and introduced him to K Wayne when he was 13 years old, and he had a little bit of a struggle doing K Wayne stuff, and kids beating everybody's and, ass now, and informed us all that he couldn't do it because he was only 13. Well, K Wayne <laughs> led into him and. That's his called, nickname now. So Colby kept um, calling him thirteen the whole camp. And so, this kid you know, was laying on the floor at Joey D's. Colby's hammered him, trying to get him to do stuff. And he's like, "I can't. I'm only 13. And he kept calling it. Colby called him thirteen the rest of the camp. So that kid took it to heart, and and he's done his stuff. And I've you know I've watched all the schools that we've done together, and all the teaching you and I've done together, and I've watched what K Wayne does and how he does it. And, I mean, it's a total game changer. So I wanted to introduce young Pierce to K. Wayne because, you know, he's a year behind Ward and, and and he's, you know, already showing great promise in, you know, SJGT tournaments and that kind of, of stuff. Shots. He hits a bunch of good shots and he's learned how to shoot low. And, and uh, the other young gentleman, Harrison, is coming off post-op surgery, what, in August, I think he said. And, you know, I wanted to get him down here before he starts his semester in college. I want to make sure he doesn't hurt himself again. And, you know, we talked, you know, talked with Kay Wayne and you this morning and, and want to get a specific plan for him where he can where he can do the rehab where he doesn't hurt himself again and have to have another surgery and another surgery. And, 
you know, so I, I specifically got those guys because, you know, I, I I wanted to help Pierce get a jump start on his, you know, his college search because he's a good player, and, and I wanted Harrison to do it so he didn't get hurt again. Both great young men and, you know, kind of – kind of the culture we have with all these kids here whether your students or my students it really doesn't matter they're all they're all a bunch of really good kids and you know they're all friends with all the other guys and you know it's a it's a big team team atmosphere and and i don't for whatever reason it sure does seem to work because they all play pretty good cody i'm gonna shift this back to you since you're like the actual student here how is this different is it what you thought it would be and how is it different talk about the culture and how everybody together because it's different i think than what like most golf schools we've talked a little bit about i'm obviously at rick smith's place and and he's an icon in the teaching industry i mean he's a legend with all he's done with jack and phil and all those people have been nice enough and kevin kirk let me come down but i think what i do is a little bit non-traditional based on you know, some of the people that are probably here before probably look at it and think I'm a nut job. And they're probably right. But. The first thing that stood out to me is that, I mean, how many of us are down here? Eight, 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 eight nine. Yeah. And we had Jillian Hollis hanging right. out with us a little today, which I thought was cool. So eight, nine students. You got, you know, you, Wayne, and, and Kobe here today. But I, I've done a lot of these teaching days and it would be very easy for you to be like the majority of other golf instructors that are out there that sell this thing to 25 to 30 people have lawn chairs set out and you go <laughs> bury yourself in a bunker trying to teach people how to hit a you know a little high high flopper high, high sand shot out of there you know and ultimately when you're trying those golf schools people don't learn anything i don't think so I don't think you so. know here we spent i've had more one-on-one time with you guys today than i've had since i was 11 years old with an instructor and obviously i had a pretty big break in my golf playing days because of military and stuff like that but you know it's phenomenal so you have a, a very you know tight student to teacher ratio you guys are I wouldn't say helicoptering around. You're you're letting us go. You're giving us drills, giving us fields, and we're going out and figuring it out. And it's a complete, basically open schedule. You, you tell us what to do. We go out and hit some balls. We want to take a break. Go take a break. If you want to go watch and learn and, and see what's going on in the Bay, you're more than welcome to do it. I like that. I and, like people hanging out. Right. And I ultimately, cool. the hang is from a 16-year-old high school kid trying to figure out what he wants to do with his life for what he knows all the way up to, you know, the guys that are senior in college to mini tour players to, you know, professional podcasters. That's what I'm going to label myself. Is that what, uh, I thought you were a chief. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's a, it, it runs the gamut. You know, it's cool to see what each individual is able to pick up and learn from because from the 16 year old kid learning from a freshman a sophomore a senior in college to the mini tour player that's here like it's it's incredible i think i knew that's what was going to be the case coming in i just didn't know how you put it all together and i also but i think that like i've had people say like well why do you have a it doesn't matter like a business person whatever it's a mid whatever joint. I'm like, because I think everybody can learn something from everybody. Yeah. Right? You rode with Will McFadden today. And Will commented on the side, man, like, that guy's great. Man. Like, cool. <laughs> right? Like, but, like, everybody can learn something from everybody. Yeah. 
and not every person here is going to be a tour player. Yep. You've obviously done great things being in the military and then retiring, and now you've got another great career. But, like, not everybody's going to be a tour player. Those kids can learn something, right? And I think that golf and most of life is a relationship business anyways. And, uh, I mean, I think those relationships are invaluable. Yeah, absolutely. I was fortunate. I, Wayne knows this. Like, I was one of those kids. Like, my dad was, you know, played a lot with my dad and grandfather, but, like, I grew up in men's locker rooms growing up at the clubs my parents played at and, and my dad played at. And, you know, I can remember going to one of my first job interviews, and it turned out to be an insurance sales job where they were recruiting me to, like, whatever. But uh, I think it was, like, Primerica Financial or something. Like that. I'm probably not getting them as a sponsor now. But, but uh, I remember calling one of the guys that was a – successful businessman at the club I practiced at that I knew from hanging out in the locker room and and it and I asked him and he kinda prepped me for the interview and did all that, right? Yeah. Like and because again, I mean, you know, I just think I look back on that and I was like, that's kinda what I want to turn these into, like nine guys in a locker room getting better at golf. And it doesn't I mean not everybody has to be a college kid or a junior. And I like the juniors hanging out with the college kids and hanging out with adults because I think we could do a better job making kids more responsible for themselves. And well, uh, kids kids need to be kids, but also like kids need to have the opportunity to like grow up and mature. Mm-hmm. And you know, parents are the most important thing that you have in your life. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's a lot of people out there that are not the best parents. Mm-hmm. And those people usually come out with some pretty horrible kids. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird to be in the golf business and you see a bunch of kids who have been given everything their entire lives. You know, I'm sure you've run into this before, but like those kids, the kids that are here are not that. Mm-hmm. They all have really good heads on their shoulders. And it doesn't matter, you know, what it is. You talked about not everybody's going to end up being a professional golfer. Yeah. And what these kids can learn from, you know, somebody who's a mid-am, somebody that's involved in business and everything else like that. Even if you end up being a professional golfer, there are things that you're learning here. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be from anybody that you run into. And if you're not using each opportunity that you have as a teaching moment, to teach yourself about life, about business, about success and failure, what the hell are they even doing, you know? And, and if, you know, there's kids out there that say they got it, they got it all figured out, well, cool, just go back to that, the back of the range and keep on banging balls, man. Yeah, see how that works. That, that life is not the life that I want. It's not the life that I want my kids to have. And ultimately, that kid's not going to be successful. One of the best lessons I ever got was walking in a pro-am with Tom Kite back in the day. And I remember asking him something about a pro-am and he told me that the guy remembered him or something. And he would say, he said that after every pro-am on the flight home from the tournament, you had stationary, he wrote thank you notes to every person yeah. in the pro-am, personalized, and then he mailed them from the airport or whatever when he landed. Most people don't do that. But then you look at how long he's played, how successful he's been. Like, I, I just think that's a – but I think those are lessons you learn around people that have been very successful. I think that's the whole point is you can learn something from anybody that's been successful. I mean, if you just look at, like, the current professional golf landscape, 
you know, uh, uh, Abraham Answer, phenomenal player. Right. Lives in South Texas. Everybody knows Abraham na- now because of tequila company or because of the clothing line. All of that started because of a relationship that he built. Somebody at a pro-am. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. He met him at a pro-am. Turns out to be his business partner now who has, you know, two very successful companies. The PGA Tour doesn't do that stuff anymore. They don't take the time to write thank you notes or anything else like that. The LPGA Tour does. In fact, you know, Seth Watt made it mandatory for them to write thank you notes back to their the partners that they played with in the LPGA Tour because he knew that those relationships that they had either created or maintained based off multiple years going to the same events are the most important thing, not only to that individual tournament, but to the tour. Because those are the sponsors. Those are the people that are paying the money. I can go out on a, a tee at a PGA Tour Pro-Am afterwards and ask the guys, hey, who who are the AMs that you played with today? I don't know, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because to them, it's just another day where they got to go out and entertain some people. And I get it. It's a lot. But, you know, later in life, who knows what those relationships are going to turn into? It's going to be Tiger, DJ, yeah. Jason Day, or whatever. Yeah. Right? You know? Not everybody's going to have a career like that. So kind of circle this back around. I'll start it with you since the phone's over there, Cody. Like, with social media and all of this, it's changed the golf business. I think it's changed a lot of the golf instruction and the way people get information about the game, for good or bad. Where do you see it going? And, I mean, what do you like a lot of the stuff that's done? And I'm going to ask everybody. But, uh, but it's an interesting question. I think that uh, a lot of people... I still think the best way to get better is to still go in person and build a relationship because I still think the best way you get better is have somebody that really believes and cares about you yeah. and puts effort in. But how do you see it? I, I think it's very good overall. I mean, you're connecting people that you would never be able to connect with if you didn't live in that area or have the means to travel and go meet. The other thing is that I wouldn't have a damn clue who you were if it wasn't for this smartphone. True. You know? So what would where would I be? Something that's in a hundred mile radius for me because I'm gonna look at the top, you know, golf digests top 100 teachers in the state or whatever it's gonna be, you know. And I'm in a dream of going and getting a lesson from a you or a Claude or you know I- anyone else like that. But I'm realistically, Claude, but. yeah. <laughs> but realistically, that's that's probably not gonna happen. I'm gonna find my my local golf pro. Now, on the swing instruction side of it, I think it's been very beneficial because you are able to make those connections. Mm-hmm. You're able to you know, send videos back and forth. You're able to put random videos out and have professionals look at it and also the world who thinks they're professionals to comment on it and probably say, oh, this looks like trash. You can put Tiger's swing up from 2000 and people would say, this is the worst golf swing I've ever seen in my life. It's unbelievable. And you're like, what are you, what are you talking about? This is perfection. Mm-hmm. But somebody's always going to pick into it. The negative sides of it is that realistically, you know, golf swing and instruction, it's not like there's huge evolutions or new things that come out. But everybody has a way of doing their things. And previously, the way that you would get that information is for an instructor to write a book, put out a DVD, VHS, 
talking to you, Wayne, VHS back in your day. Uh, oh my God, you should have seen him back when he had the pickle. Oh, you got to sure. hear this. He had he filmed you and he put you on the screen. First person I ever. It's the only pickle I ever saw, actually. And he pulled this thing up and he had this little pen that had a little light on it. And he could draw on the screen of his TV. It's called. How much did you pay for the pickle? I think it was like fifteen hundred bucks. It was yeah. no, back in the day. Yeah, no easy, no what? easy task. Oh my God. You still have it? I still have it. I'm sure. We need to bring that. Yeah, shit yeah, yeah. Out. And and you know, or open up a, a golf magazine and you'd have a you know a 30, 30 stills laid across and saying, oh, these are you know frames of a golf swing. That's where you got the information. Now you po- open up your phone, you're putting golf swings out there. You name any other teachers putting golf swings out there, or you're putting your students' swings out there with voiceovers of what they're doing wrong. So theoretically, you're putting out information that's like probably should get paid for. That I can see the negative side of that, but I think it's going to continue. I think with you know not just Instagram, but whatever the the metaverse is going to turn into. Like there's going to be a point where like you're going to put on some VR goggles, and I'm going to put on VR goggles, and we're going to be in a make believe room in cyberspace and you're going to be able to put hands on me and I'm going to be able to feel it and you're going to give me a, a, a cyber instruction just like we're standing in the same room together for dating. well let's not go <laughs> I could get in trouble we're not going to be in those rooms that is it that that was my first thought about what you were saying <laughs> hope Yvonne's not listening yeah, exactly. I'll be cruising for wife number five <laughs> one for the thumb right <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's it's crazy, but I, I you know the future is I think very bright. I think that as much as there the negative sides of social media, there's a ton of positives that are out there, and that's not just saying for me because we're primarily like a social media company. But I think all of what we used to think of as our information source, the magazines. Yeah, I grew up a golf magazine, golf digest guy. I remember reading Golf Digest and Golf Magazine at my grandfather's house. He kept them on top of the pretzel can and everything, and I'd read them at his house. But, like, to me, Instagram is just Golf Magazine and Golf Digest, basically. You get It's the same. Yeah. Only instead of it being still pictures, we were able to watch videos and then read. And to me, the guys that were the best from the Golf and Golf Digest and those, the writers, those people have shifted to doing stuff yeah. with me, you know? You know, I'll say this. I watch I watch a ton of swing videos on Instagram. And, like, I end up getting in these rabbit holes because they're not American or English-speaking teachers. Like, I follow a ton of Korean golf There's instructors. Them, huh? And it is amazing, like, not just the quality that they put out there, but, like, watching some of their moves and how they interact with their students and everything else like that blown away by it so again without social media i would never be watching or even knowing of any of that stuff we're going to limit what you watch when you leave (laughs) ryan what do you think about it what tell us how is how is social media i mean one is you've been with us now how is this different from other stuff and then how has media changed what you're doing well I i mean social media to me is just like anything else it's got its pros and cons but like you said earlier tony i didn't get all of the you can't get everything that you want to get out of especially for me in my position as a young coach coming up my goal to be here is to learn and get a little bit better you really still can't get that 
in any other way, shape, or form than, like you said, going and observing and, you know, hopping in a car, hopping in a plane. And you don't get to see what people are really working on. You get to see maybe the end result, yeah. right? But you don't get to really see what the ins and outs were. It's like, okay, well, all this guy's uh, ex-coach, all of his guys look like this. So if I do this, then, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I think to me... You don't get to see the relationships that are built. Like, I mean, shout out to Hendo. I met him at Fred. It was cool to see him again today. How much better is that? So much better, right? And to, to, that that was cool to me to see. I, you know, he's not really that super active on social media. So a year ago, it, it that was, kid Hendo, you said, yeah. kid came to us. He was shooting in the mid upper eighties. Yeah. Now he's playing college golf. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. But to Cody's point, the same thing. Like I got exposed to the dew sweeper and your your crew through social media, so I do think it's a positive. But I used it just as a vehicle to further our relationship and actually come down here and watch you teach and watch you work with the people and the people that you expose your juniors to, which is something that I'm working on myself right now. Is I think it's a great idea to expose these kids to as much information outside of just traditional golf instruction the biomechanics, the physical fitness stuff that, that Kay Wayne does, the you know, the mental size. I know you guys work with Dr. Greg Carton and I've reached out oh, to you gotta meet Doc. You know? He's good at drinking wine with us. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know I don't know if I need another mental coach in my life. <laughs> that's where we, we you think my golf swing has issues? Oh, wait till he opened this thing up. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. I can't wait to get Doc involved. <laughs> awesome stuff. Yep. Wayno, you're kind of the senior statesman at this awesome. table, which means you're older. Yeah. Oldest. So, and, you were, and you were talking about VHS tapes, which I never do anymore. Um, talk about a little bit about why you like the team coaching, because I do think the whole team stuff is a little different. Like, I think you go to a lot of places and you got a teacher kind of take you through it. But I think I don't think of any of us that teach together as one's the main guy or one's more the other guy. We're all equals and we're all the same and we can all jump in. None of us, like, we kind of all know, like, when to jump in and not. I think that's part of the art of it. But we all jump in. Yeah. Talk about that. Well, I think, you know, if, if being the older guy, I don't, I'm not quite as active on social media as some of the younger guys. We're going to get Cody I'll, to take yours over for the day. We're going to take <laughs> Although I do try. I do try. And I do try to put stuff out, you know, Praising my kids when they do good, and I think that's important stuff like that. I think it is, and and I think the information that's out there on social media is fabulous. I think all the YouTube videos, all that stuff. I I think all that stuff is great. I think the one disconnect that, that students need to figure out is they have to figure out if that information is for them or it's just information and entertainment, and it can be both. But they have to at some point. I think they have to go to somebody like Tony, myself, yeah. some good teacher, somebody who's actually made somebody better before. they got to get a good program that's specifically made for them. And then I think they have to use social media for what it is, an entertainment vehicle, an information vehicle. And then they have to be smart enough to be able to sort it out. And, uh, you know, when they, when they do that, they should be able to push themselves, you know, in a better direction fundamentally in their golf game. Now, the team coaching thing... I don't think anything ever will substitute for a one-on-one relationship with a teacher. You gain trust, you gain their, you know, you show them that you care about them. You care about them as people. I mean, I've done it long enough now where 
you know, I get wedding invitations from kids <laughs> that I used to teach, and I get, you know, baby announcements, and, and, and those things are fantastic. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm teaching the third generation of a, a family where I taught the, the brother, the two sisters, the mom, the dad. Now I'm teaching the grandchildren. So <laughs> that means I'm getting older, I know, but... But you know those relationships. Once you once you build them, they they last for a long time. And and I think that's that's the great thing about golf. It's the great thing about teaching. It's the art of teaching is building the relationship, as well as instilling the fundamentals into the people's games. And you know the only way to do that is through time. And that's something special we have here is we get to watch all the kids that were here today. Most of them have been with us for four or five years. Which I think, or makes, more. It, I think you know, makes it easier to do this format when the majority of the people you've seen before, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's why I started with you, was because we hadn't seen you before. Most of the kids, like I saw some of them last week, so they know what they're working on. Yeah. You know, so I do think that when you have a group of people that all knows each other, it makes it easier to have. If, if we just threw in eight randos that none of us knew, it'd probably be a little harder to, it probably would be a little harder. Yeah, you're to trying to get to know them all at the right? same time. You probably you know? have to do more with the eight chairs out there and do a presentation. But this type of thing, like, felt like we could start with you and then get, get you on your program and then everybody else just kind of cycle through. Right. And that's, that is the thing that social media doesn't doesn't really have. It's, it's really difficult to get a personalized plan or a program. Like, Cody's going to walk away today knowing how to set up in a more balanced position. He's going he's gonna to get know where his hips need to be before he even starts the club back. He struggled with it, though. He was you know? even uh, he was slipping on the range after. Yes. And, and, uh, oh, it was sore, man. It was <laughs> – I thought it's it was really cool, man. It's been a long day. <laughs> Riding around – in the golf cart, I mean, to get to the silver course from the clubhouse is like a 30-minute Uber ride, right? But riding you got around, stove up just on the know, way to the yeah. team. But, but riding, uh, riding with Wayno, I learned a lot just riding in the cart with him. And we got to uh, when we got to the golf course, watch the guys hit some balls and, and really see how they played. But at the end. When we did the little putting thing on 18 yep. Green with Wayno and you and what was it Birch mm-hmm. and uh, McFadden. McFadden and Wayno was telling, you know, trying to help him with his grip and his and his setup and all that stuff. And then it was cool to hear McFadden and Birch's take because they've they've both heard that before and they both did it like the same but a little bit differently. Yep. And I thought that was a really cool thing for him to hear the same thing said two different ways but all trying to get you to get better yeah. and, and and not be twisting the face all around when you're putting, right? And I thought that was cool. Yeah. There's, I have a lot of really bad putts that are out on YouTube right now. So if you want to go watch some really bad putting strokes, just go watch one of the videos that I'm in. I can't wait. To see. I'm I, going, I, occasion, I'm occasionally I make some, but a lot of, a lot of misses out there. But we're going to fix that. There you go. That's why I'm here. Fun stuff. I enjoyed it. First of all, I appreciate you taking the time to come down because every teacher to me when they come down means a lot to me because I know if you're not teaching, you're not making money. So I respect the fact that you care enough to come do that. I also want to show you a good time and have you get something out of it. Yep. So hopefully you have. I have. Thank you. Wayno, you're the best ever. I mean, you've put up with me for God knows how long. Be honest, I could probably use a lesson. But uh, uh, and Cody, man, it's been fun getting to know you. And uh, hopefully, this isn't the only tour coach podcast you're on. We're going to do this more, and uh, and hopefully, we'll keep getting you better. But it's been a blast getting to know you, and also just tremendous respect for what you guys are doing because. 
it's cool watching people change the landscape of what golf's about out there and expose it to more people. So kudos to you guys for doing all you're doing. Thank you. Awesome. And I just saw a Bushnell little spot up there on the women's golf thing. So go Bushnell. See, shout out to my sponsor. All right, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Tour Coach. I want to take a minute and thank Cordy Walker and Golf Science Lab, as well as my sponsors, Shrikshan, Buick, Bushnell, and Vineyard Vines, for helping make all of this possible and helping me share my insights with you. If you like what you've heard, why don't you check out more on the Dew Sweepers channel on YouTube, as well as the Dew Sweeper on Instagram, or go to dewsweepersgolf.com to find out more about my teaching, my travels, and where you can find out more about me.